0: slash the codex cantina it all helps us in running the show along with commercials guys so thank you so much we're going to do a quick commercial break and then we'll get on with the rest of the episode can you imagine the pitch for this book like clarice is just like it's a book about nothing
1: and her publisher's thinking what what do you mean like well, what's it about then Well, what's the show about it's about nothing <laughs> that's it just just a character just sitting there just doing nothing Okay, what- What's the character, character going to do? Like, Is there any action? Is there any dialogue?
0: That's the point. There's nothing. Yeah, I think we really got something here. What do we got? An idea.
1: What idea? An idea for the show. I still don't know what the idea is. It's about nothing. I think you may have something here.
0: All right, I'm joking. My name is Una, and welcome to the Codex Cantina.
1: And I am Crypto, and welcome to the Codex Cantina 2. Cotex Cantina 1.
0: And we are doing Agua Viva by Clarice Le Spector. I want to call it a book, but I, I kind of don't want to call it a book at the same time, too. And we read this with Roz from Scaladandling about the books and Ellen at Big Hard Books and Classics. We will leave a link to their channels down below.
1: Yeah, whatever you call this, uh, it was published in 1973, translated by Stefan Tobler. And we'll, uh, I, I don't know what else to say. I'm going to let you talk for the next 30 minutes. (laughs) So
0: interestingly enough, the one thing that wasn't translated is the title, the Agua Viva, which very literally translates to living water. But I guess it it more means jellyfish in Portuguese to Brazilians, I guess is the idea. And I kind of like that because the idea of jellyfish to me evokes this feeling of like no shape, no form. And that's kind of what this book is. It just continually morphs and changes and moves as you go through it i I think that's very apropos
1: and a jellyfish can sting you whoa oh i didn't know i was gonna feel that and (laughs) you have this you know burning sensation and they're transparent and this ideas of living water or death permeates through you i think it fits I wonder if she had a choice in the matter saying, you can translate this, but not the title. It has to stay the same.
0: (laughs) Well, she was very strict where she's like, don't change a comma, not a single one, when she sent it to the publisher originally. And, And I actually, I took some notes on this. It was originally started as Beyond Thought Monologue with Life when she handed it over, get this, on July 12th, 1971. And that's, what, two years before it was actually published? And, you know, it hadn't gotten pushed out for a year later. And she's like, I I can't, I can't publish that. You have to give me that back for editing. And that's when she started working on it with Olga Borelli. And this is actually kind of like a watermark for Clarice because she had never let anyone edit her work before. Her literary work, obviously, her journalistic work had been edited. But this is the first time she let anyone touch her stuff. And Olga and her started working on it under the project name of, like, you know, Loud Object. And I think it was, like, at one point, 200 pages and got, you know trimmed down to 88 pages of of something that is much different, probably, than how it started. And I think that's kind of like an illusion, because when you're reading this, it feels like it's just like her writing her thoughts as she goes. Like, it doesn't even feel like it's really edited, which is kind of magical, if you ask me.
1: Does it make you angry to think that we lost 112 pages of perfection from Clarice?
0: What we got, though... Is something really unique? This is a book without plot. We, we made the joke; it's about nothing. It's it's without characters. It's without plot. It's basically a narrator sitting down, and for a large portion of this book, I'm like, "Who's she talking to?" Like, it's it's Clarice that's talking, but it's kind of like a fictionalized version of her. And she kept saying things like, "Like, oh, you were this, and you know, I used to love you." And I'm like, wait, is she talking to me? My wife's right here. Clarice, keep it down, girl. <laughs> like, dang. Like, but the whole time I'm sitting here wondering, like, who's she talking to? Like, it's it's a very strange experience.
1: I feel like that the story for me had three people. It had Clarice. It had who Clarice thinks she wants to be, or who we we're supposed to interpret her as, possibly, and then me, as almost like a omnipresent. Sneaking in and, and, and watching a piece of her life unfold, and I'm not supposed to be there, and I'm kind of intruding a little bit. That's how I kind of took it.
0: Well, we've talked about what the book doesn't have, right? Characters, plot, but it does have humor. It has thoughts. It has joy. It has a lucid, dreamlike experience that you go through.
1: I 100% agree with you. For me, this was a truly unique experience. And I can only kind of equate it to the idea of, you know, when some people say, oh, I almost like I smelled the words or I tasted sounds. That's what it was for me. It was something that doesn't make sense, but yet still worked.
0: If Boromir were here in this conversation, he he would say, one does not simply just read the Spector.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: you have to experience this. And if there's one thing I can walk away with or hope that you walk away with is this book is set out to describe the indescribable is what this is doing. And she's very literal where she talks about not being able to find the right words, right? We have these lines where she'll say something like, so writing is the method of using the word as bait, the word fishing for whatever is not a word. When this non-word between the lines takes the bait, something has been written. And first of all, you hear me say the word "word" a couple of times. There, it was used a hundred times in this book, and that's because cool. she's constantly pointing out that what, why? Because your your brain, every time she says something, you know, you're reacting to it. You're picturing something, or you're 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 using your personal experiences to conjure up something. And by her constantly hitting you with the, okay, I'm using a word, but that's not what I mean, it's making you realize like the fallibility that we have in communication. The problems of being able for me to really connect with someone is it's constantly littered with the, these words that I'm choosing may have different experiences and meanings for you. So there's always this magical element that I just can't describe. And that's, one of the most masterful things about this book is watching a pseudo painter, writer, a pseudo Clarice struggle through, look, I- I'm trying to tell you this, but, but I'm-, I'm failing at it.
1: In, the, in this story, to kind of parallel what you were saying, there was a quote in there. She says, if I say I, it's because I do not dare to say you or we or a person. I am duty bound to personalize myself by minimizing myself, but I am the you are. Mm -hmm. Oh, like that, that to me, she just can encapsulate so beautifully in words, what we are trying to convey our emotions without saying it so simply as I love you, that there's more to me than that.
0: And I think skeptics out there will be like, well, can't you just break it down into like smaller parts, explain those parts, and you'll get the idea of what, what it's trying to convey. And, And... she brilliantly writes to this too where she talks about i can't sum myself up because you can't add a chair and two apples i am a chair and two apples and i cannot be added up and there's just small little parts throughout this whole book where she'll talk about you know the eyes in the dark like a panther has these glowing eyes in the dark you know there's a panther there you know it's danger you know the carnage and the death that it can bring just on those two eyes but that doesn't mean you see the panther it doesn't mean you know what that panther is going to do you know what panthers do in the same way that here's a word but it's not the exact thing that i'm thinking of or experiencing in front of me and it's this translation and chaotic nature of language of sums of parts that are just so dangerous how we make assumptions and jumps and leaps where we're constantly combating each other on what did you really mean?
1: So I, I sit here thinking about this book, this thing, and I'm, I'm struggling to put it in words because she puts it in such beautiful words, I think because of maybe my limited intellect or my limited expressive ability. But for me, I think that a lot of this comes down to her personal life, right? She's writing this book near the end of her life, I think that she is almost sleep writing. And I think this is the closest that we've ever come to somebody giving us a look, a glimpse into the subconscious consciously. Whether she is, you know, taking a whole bunch of sleeping pills and then wakes up and suddenly starts writing instead of shopping on Amazon. You know, she took her Ambien and woke up and got on the typewriter. And I think that she is so close to death that she wants us to know that it's going to be okay, that she's trying to express death and existence and all these things for us, right?
0: Well, and the two are connected, right? Because it seems to me like either you're is or you're not, right? Because because they talk about how the two most important letters are I S is, which I don't know how well that translates. I'd be curious if anyone who's read this in the natural Portuguese, let me know, because I thought is was just like the E with the accent S- over it. Well, I thought it, I oh. thought it was... I thought it was this E with an accent over it. I, I don't speak Portuguese. This book makes me want to speak it. And I wonder if it's just one character in Portuguese. I would love to hear the Let answer to that below.
1: Clarice wants you to read it this way. And she inspires you to learn Portuguese. Not just this book, but all of her work. <laughs>
0: but we have these quotes from her where she'll say, this instant is. And she talks about how it is. And this is that. And that is, you know, it's very clear that that active is good, creation, progress. Uh, What does it mean when you are creating of yourself? Like the whole idea of, you know, you go back to the hour of the star, we had one molecule said yes to the other and the universe was born. Here we have how you grow of yourself. And there's just always this active element of being in Clarice's writing. And the opposite of being is what? Not being dead, something like that. And I think yeah. you hit the nail on the head where she's approaching the end of her life, right? She she doesn't know it yet, but she doesn't have much longer to live. I think she can feel back it. on it. Well, she's I think she she's been she's been writing about it. And I think, you know, as she's a mother and as she sees her kids growing up, she's leaving youth and entering into middle age that she's starting to wonder what's her purpose in life. And we see that in her writings. And she's wondering as she's approaching the not it, the not being. What is she going to look back on her life? What does the not it mean? And, and if she believes in religion, if she believes in redemption, what does it mean to be saved? And I think she struggles with that the rest of her life. And you can feel that in the writing in this one.
1: Yeah, she's trying to extract the idea of itness is how I kind of interpret it. And she she's dwelling on her mortality, which I think a lot of us do as we end th- our lives.
0: And you will get a PhD in botany if you read this book, because there's like three pages of just talking about flowers.
1: Yeah, I can't believe you did. We, I can't believe that we have gone this long without mentioning the flowers.
0: I, we got to leave something for the reader to read it. So if you want to find out all about how Clarice hates Edelweiss flowers, it's so inappropriate. I'm still mad at her for that. That's the one thing. of, of If there's one thing that I'm mad <laughs> at her for, it's for her dissing the Edelweiss flower. So if you want to get your PhD in botany, I recommend you guys check out this book. I, I think it's very clear. I can't even describe this book. I'm not going to rate this book. I'm just going to give it one of those. It, it's highly recommended. Definitely check out Aquaviva by Clarice Hela Spector. because this hasn't been done. It's aware it hasn't been done. The writer in this talks about how no one writes like this because she is literally, to your point, transcribing the this, the taste of perfume, right? Like like she achieves something that no writer has ever done before with this book.
1: If this was a math problem, it would be one that couldn't be solved. And I think mathematicians would be happier for it. And I don't want to rate this one either. It It's one of those where, and we say this a lot, I think, as we get into some of these amazing pieces of work, that this is one that you just have to experience and you'll be better for it and you'll enjoy it. Um, me personally, I think that um, I think experience in life can let you get a little bit more out of this and maybe enjoy it a little bit more. I don't know if young crypto would have enjoyed this at all. Um, I think you've been very confused. And not being confused is a bad thing, but if you can't come away with understanding why the confusion helps you grow as a person, then sometimes negativity is associated with that. And I know that a young 20-year-old crypto would have been confused and then angry and then dislike would have come next. A little bit more mature, I think that reading something like this improves your understanding of life. And that's one of the gifts of literature.
0: I'm gonna close this out with a quote. This is not a message of ideas that I am transmitting to you, but an instinctive ecstasy of whatever is hidden in nature and that I foretell.